Welcome to the Unaccepted Podcast, the podcast for car enthusiasts and anime fans. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Manny. And this week, we actually got a jam-packed schedule full of things we want to talk about. Uh, some really gnarly ones, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we actually had to trim down the fat a little bit and uh, cut some stories out this week. But uh, it's going to be a great episode, so make sure you tune in. And uh, with that, Manny, let's uh, kick it off with our first one. Yeah. So now we just have... We're basically into week two of summer 2020 anime season, basically. So now that after the first week and now it's the second week, they've already released the top 10 list of the week. Did your favorite one make it? Yes. All right. Well, let's let's start off with number 10 and work our way up. Number 10 would be the Millionaire Detective Balance Unlimited. I don't know it. Neither do I. I'm sorry <laughs> anybody likes it, but I don't Yeah, I don't know that one. I mean, I might look into it, honestly. I mean, if it's pulling the ratings in, it's got to be doing something right, right? Yeah. Number nine would be Food Wars Fifth Plate, which I think it's going to be the last season, honestly. Okay. Yeah, you mentioned it a few times that, mm-hmm. that it was coming. And I don't remember where I left off on that series, honestly. I feel like I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it from the beginning <laughs> and relive all the orgasm you moments. Don't, you don't got to make an excuse to go rewatch it, Manny. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes I get lost. Sometimes you'll go into like a season that you haven't seen in a while or a series, I mean, and you go into the new season and stuff and then you're just like, like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, I don't remember them talking about this. So you go back to... Yeah. And it clarifies some issues. Yeah. No, and if it's a good anime, I don't mind watching it again. Yeah. And then we got number eight, Uzuki-chan wants to hang out. Okay. I haven't heard of that one either. It's blowing up everywhere. It's that big titty lolly girl with like silver short hair, the small t-shirt, shorts, backpack. I think my first time seeing that character was... um on that type R Atasha. Yes, yes. I that's the first time I've seen or even heard of that character actually. Mm-hmm. I really don't know what it is about honestly. I mean, a lot of people are telling me that it's kind of good and everything. I just don't know honestly. Well, I mean, buddy with that super clean type R decided to do an Atasha on it, so maybe it's worth checking out. Yeah, and if you guys want to check out, let's see. Where is the owner? The owner is you can find him on IG, the Wagon Dragon. Type R with Uzuki-chan, uh, Itosh on it. With also the best color choice? Sonic Gray. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little bit biased, but yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Fire Force Season 2 comes in at 7. Oh, I didn't even know Season 2 came out. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, I gotta check a, that one out. Yeah, it was scheduled for season, summer, basically, as well. Okay. I still have yet to see a first season. Oh, you haven't seen first no, season? no. You know, it was one of those animes that always showed up, like on the uh, recommended or, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Different things, but I never watched it. I finally got bored one day and actually watched it, and I just binged the entire season. It was actually really good. Nice. I mean, me personally, I've been like so busy with just gaming. Okay. Playing lots of games and stuff, and like I just basically took a break from watching anime or Korean dramas and stuff. So now that I kind of take taking a break from gaming, I'm going back towards anime now. So I started rewatching a few animes, especially if I want to catch up on some new seasons that are coming out that I might list right now on this uh, list as well. But I definitely want to like try to like catch up on stuff. Yeah. Uh, we got number six, The Misfit of Demon King Academy. Is that a new, not a not a continuation, right? That's a no, new that's one? a new one. Okay. I've been seeing a lot of here and there about it too, so it might be worth checking out as well. All right, definitely. Is that going to be like one of those uh, 
transported to another world ones that's been like super popular recently. Oh, the isekais? Is that what it's called? The the genre is called isekai. Okay. Isekai transferred to another world. This is why you're here, Manny. You educate <laughs> me on these things. <laughs> um, me personally, I think the isekai genre star- all started when it with Sword, Sword Art Online. Art. Yeah, yes. Sword Art Online. Yeah, definitely it did. But you know what? Uh, I've it, actually genuinely enjoyed a lot of them that's came but out. But the argument is that you'd really he really didn't get transported. It's actually just playing a video game and stuff. But the type of like setting and how it was played out, it made it look like they were transported. Yeah, definitely. So, so even though if it's like virtual reality, it to me personally, Sword Online started that whole genre. Yeah, no, it it, it kind of did, and like I said, I've genuinely enjoyed most of them that's came out. <laughs> Coming at number five is the God of High School. Kind of uh, from what I've been seeing, it looks like an anime about. I think it's from a Korean webtoon. I'm not too sure. I'd have to look up that up. Cause okay. Because art style is kind of weird, and it kind of reminds me of a webtoon. But it looks like oh. it's just like a high school and like just fighting tournaments from what I've seen clips here and there on Facebook and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know if I will want to give it a chance. Honestly, it just doesn't seem interesting to me. Okay. Is it like the art style just kind of has that little cringe mode to it or what? No, I, it just doesn't catch my interest in general. Okay. Coming at number four, we got Rent-A-Girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that threw you off, right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, th- I guess the anime is about like renting girlfriends out in Japan and stuff, which I guess after this anime came out, it was reported or they confirmed that there's actual services to rent out girlfriends in Japan. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking weebs. <laughs> I, right? I mean, they got no, I mean, where else are they going to spend their money? I mean, I thought that's what the figures and pillows were for. No, nah, not really necessary. <laughs> okay. Coming to number three, I kind of disagree with it. I feel like it should be higher. Ray Zero, season two. That's kind of surprising. That's really surprising. Yeah. I personally would say it should be number two. I Well, it could be like I was saying when we first discussed that season mm-hmm. two was coming out. Yeah. That it still does feel like it's been a long time. Oh, yeah. So maybe some of that, you know, the hype kind of died down. You know what I mean? Oh, but I showed you that la- that first episode of the first season last week. Oh, it was good. It, was it good. caught you off guard on a few parts, huh? Oh, yeah. No, it was good. It was definitely good. But like I said... It's, and plot twisting. Yes. <laughs> but, but like I said, it's kind of like... Um, it's been long enough to where some of that energy kind of died down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So maybe that's why it's not up higher. And I think that's why they released the director's cut, just like get people hyped up for the second season. Yes, now I got to go watch the whole season again to watch <laughs> the director's cut. I didn't know they would put that much extra content into it. And don't forget the OVAs. Yeah, yeah. And then for ranking number two, we got Sword Online uh, War of the Underworld Part 2. Edgy. uh so it looks like it got very edgy in the first episode i still have yet to watch it but as i said earlier i'm probably gonna binge watch like the first seasons and work my way up people already told me i really don't have to do that honestly but i just want to like i just want to honestly fair enough and apparently the second episode that just came out for it is just like it caught everybody so off guard really i think someone they killed off someone i just i Okay. I want to check They're it making out. Moves. They're making moves. They're making moves. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm getting very hyped for it because the, the dark turn it's taking, in my opinion. You know, I enjoyed Sword Art, but I never really got really, really hype on the anime. <laughs> but if they're actually getting a little bit more serious, then all right. I, I can see myself jumping yeah. into it now. And then for number one, personal favorite, and I have been rewatching everything because I want to be, 
I just basically rewatching this series right now while I'm letting like a few episodes uh, build up so I don't have to like keep waiting every week for an episode like binge watch good yeah. amount honestly it would have to be my teen romantic comedy snafu climax okay uh everybody knows it for snafu uh, I mean officially my teen romantic comedy a uh, really good romantic rom-com basically I don't know if that's your type of area but I definitely like that stuff <laughs> that's kind of a it's kind of one of those that again I've always seen floating around mm-hmm. when I'm browsing through Crunchy and stuff, mm-hmm. and I've never watched it. It's not. I mean, I know that I love the Chunibyo anime and stuff, <laughs> but I don't really watch those very often. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not my thing. I like the gore. <laughs> okay, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, and that's pretty much the top ten anime for the first week in summer 2020. Okay, nice. So. I see why everybody's queue list always keeps getting longer and longer. It's really hard to to catch up because they do get some good heavy hitters every season. Oh, yeah. Especially since you're sharing my Crunchyroll account. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen it already. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, I got the next topic now. And uh, over in the car world, everybody's making the big buzz right now because we got the Bronco coming. Oh, yeah. They did announce they're bringing it back. Yes, yes. And, man, did they bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> so they they made the announcement what has it been at least three years now yeah and you know they teased it a little bit that they were bringing it back they they were very very hush hush on what they were doing oh yeah definitely but man they did such a great job so uh for everybody that doesn't know um the ford bronco kind of got its lineage more in baja racing and, and off-roading basically well, in general yeah yeah but it was uh, James Parnelli. Mm-hmm. He won consecutive back-to-back uh, Baja 1000 races. Okay. And after that is kind of what solidified it in the off-road world. And that's where it kind of started building. Yeah. So they um, they really, really came out as a competitor with the Wrangler, the Jeep. <laughs> and honestly, kind of tick for tack, if you're taking them side by side... They're they're giving you more bang for your buck. Yeah, you know you can take off the do- doors on the Wrangler. You can do it on the Bronco, but they also accommodated for storage in the back. You know. Oh, that's true. The um, you can take off the roof on the Wrangler, right? You so can convertible. Take, uh, different from that. I know. But, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can also do it with the Bronco. Um, and so they they really kind of went at it, right? Um, given. The Wrangler, I think, you know, I'm just talking about factory factory because obviously aftermarket saves all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ford gave a lot of things to the Bronco that you need the aftermarket to get with the Wrangler. Oh, shit. So, and, you know, they kind of thought about a lot of different things. You know, the interior, they have a marine grade vinyl. So when you're out doing your mudding with no doors and you get, you know, you get wet in the interior... It's not going to must up. It's not going to mess up the leather because there's none. You can actually get it with marine vinyl, all waterproof. That That's fucking amazing, honestly. Buttons and interior, waterproof. Shit. Floor drain plugs. Can we get drain plugs for Sparky's car? <laughs> you know, the, the Wait, solution never mind, to never that mind. is he sold, just a drill. He, he sold that car, so we're good. Which one? It was the Eclipse. Oh, I thought you meant the G. No, yeah. Last time I visited him, he had his Eclipse out parked in the front. 
And we look inside. There was a legit, a huge puddle of water in the passenger side <laughs> on the floor. Oh, no. We could always just drill some holes. It'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you kind of go tit for tack for what you get, bang for your buck kind of thing, it seems that Bronco is kind of giving you a little bit more for your money. Yeah. Even, uh, you know, the the uh, center console dash, the screens, you know, um, they're coming standard with like 8-inch screens. Damn. If you upgrade, you get a full 12-inch screen. That's fucking lit. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the standard package on some of these Wranglers are literally like a little 3.5-inch screen. Yeah. <laughs> you can still get roll-up windows with your Wrangler. Ah, uh, yes. Roll up. <laughs> God, I love those. So it just Hold up, I got to flip off this guy. Uh, shit, roll. Pump roll, that, pump roll, it. Roll, roll, yes, flip you off. Oh, shit, roll back up. Roll, roll. So it's kind of like they, <laughs> the Ford really put the Bronco in today's technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that they kind of went after them like this and actually seems like they're performing really, really well, um, better clearances, given, given that... Uh, with the Bronco, you can get the Sasquatch package, and you can get that for any trim on the Bronco. So if I get the Sasquatch package, can I go missing and no one will find me? Well, it depends on how hairy you are. So, <laughs> <laughs> But it gives you some upgrades with 35-inch tires, factory. Oh, shit. Now, because of that package, when you start looking at actual clearance from the ground and everything, the Bronco gets kind of a better numbers. Mm-hmm. But... The Wrangler doesn't get 35-inch tires from the factory. Obviously, you get some aftermarket wheels and tires. Then the brain, the Wrangler might even or even pass those numbers, to be honest. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking about a production OEM car. Yeah. And, you know, competition brings everybody to get better. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time that, you know, somebody kind of stepped up to some Jeeps and actually took a serious hit at them, you know? Yeah. Because really, when you think about that side, um, as far as new cars, you know, not building old stuff, you know, but new cars, who's really competing with Jeep? Not really anybody. The Forerunner? I don't hear that much of Forerunner, though. I, I've seen them, you know, they built no, some no, Forerunners, I, some Tacomas. No, Forerunners are fucking lit, honestly. Oh, but yeah. I don't see them as much as... Oh, no, there's nobody really, really building neck them. and neck with him. Yeah. With well, him, you know, the Wrangler. Yeah. There's really nobody, nobody neck and neck, so... The fact that this might be a possibility for some nice competition that just brings the better in the company, it'll yeah. force Dodge to actually step up, or Jeep, you know, same thing. But it'll force them to actually produce a little bit better because they got to compete now, you know? Yeah. They have somebody next to them trying to, trying to beat them out. So with all things, competition brings out the best. Yeah. Um, also, my favorite... I don't know what you would call it, a aftermarket OEM company. I mean, they sell them from dealers, but Celine is making the Celine version of the Bronco. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes, and, you know, for a very long time, Celine has always made some of my favorite, favorite, favorite cars. Yeah. Celine Mustangs, amazing. The Celine Chargers, amazing. Challengers, sorry. <laughs> um, the Celine F-150s. So they're going to produce a Bronco version, and they're going to make it an homage to Mr. Um, Mr. James Purnell. Oh, okay. And they're going to come out with the whole livery he used for the Baja 1000. And um, there's no specs released yet, 
But um, I did a little bit of digging into their F-150 because they make the sport truck XR. Yeah. And if they do anything like they did with the sport trucks XR, it's probably going to be fully customized long travel Fox suspension all the way around. Will it have a V8 though? That I don't know. Now, the sport truck does have the Coyote 5.0 supercharged coming out of Saline with 700 horsepower. Well, the reason why I asked that is because I'm just seeing like the Bronco blowing up everywhere, but people are just mad or like annoyed that it doesn't have a V8 option. I mean, who knows what options they might do, but yeah. with technology nowadays, that Turbo 6 is going to do plenty. Oh, yeah. And if Celine has their way in it, it's going to do plenty. I'm looking forward to that, honestly. Oh, yeah, man. Celine always produces really nice stuff. Mm-hmm. With Like what they did with the sport truck, they did replace the upper and lower control arms as well as the travel suspension. Yeah. So I think they're running about 14 inches of travel. Huh. Which isn't bad. No. And, you know, 700 horsepower being produced out of it. And they redo the whole everything, dude. So they make it all off-road ready. Now, if they perform anything like they did with the sport truck with the Bronco, I think we'll expect some really, really nice stuff from it. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I don't know. I know I'm not supposed to be buying another car right now, but, man, they make it tempting. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. That's the thing. I don't have to do that. (laughs) Oh, but you were just talking about it right now. I know. It's, It's very, very tempting. But, uh, yeah, that's what I got for the Bronco today. So, I mean, I can't wait to kind of see a little bit more about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the engine sizes already. You know, they're pretty conservative, but it does come with the four-cylinder um, 2.3 and the 2.7 was the other one. Okay. They're making respectable power, of course. Yeah. Manual option is only available in the four-cylinder. Um, not available in the six. But... um. Yeah, I mean, it seems like uh, these these are going to be some pretty hot ticket items coming. And hopefully it does well. And we get a good competition going and both of these cars can continue to put out some better stuff. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because this looks like it's going to be real fun. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll start getting into off-road stuff, too. <laughs> Just wait till SEMA, though. Oh, if they no. ever do it again. Uh, it, I haven't heard that they canceled it. I know, I know. But like the reason why I say this is because when the Supra came out, the new one, what was the majority that you saw at SEMA? You mean Super SEMA? <laughs> wide body Supra, wide body Supra. Oh, check out my wide body Supra. Well, check out my wide body Supra. I mean, we might see that again for the Broncos, but I'm interested to see what yeah. they're well, going to show us. I don't think they're being released just yet. So... Maybe I should have started with that. Um, with the trim packages, they have the two-door and the four-door, which obviously is supposed to be the uh, the Wrangler fighter. Mm-hmm. But they have the Sport coming out. Okay. The Sport is actually going to be, re- be released first. And that's kind of more of like a Grand Cherokee slash Compass fighter. Okay. It's, more, it's less off-roady and more street usable. Now... Would you say after seeing these Broncos, like how they're looking, would you say like if it like a Jeep and an FJ Cruiser had a baby? I can see it, but honestly, because I've really liked the old Broncos in the past, <laughs> I actually still see the old Bronco. Okay. The design is actually a pretty nice uh, heritage. Okay. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
So if anything, they copied the Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously not the Jeep, but yeah. So the um the Bronco Sport is more of like a Cherokee slash um what was the other one? The compass. Mm-hmm. It's not as off-roady. It looks much different. It's a little bit smaller, you know what I mean? Um, so the off-road capabilities on that are obviously a lot less. But all of them do come with all-wheel drive standard. Every single one of them. Okay. Every single trim. And those are going to be the ones that are being released first. So given what those being released first, I imagine SEMA is going to want more of the two-door, four-door actual Wrangler fighters and not the sport. Yeah. So who knows how much time they're going to have to build by next year's SEMA. But we'll see. I mean, if they if they have enough time and they actually start running those, it's going to be the two and four doors. I don't think it's going to be the sport because that's yeah. more of like a little sport crossover thing, you know? Yeah, it's not going to catch attention, honestly. No, no, no. That's, that's seriously like more of the budget city driving commuter thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe go a little trail for camping or something i guess you know but no this isn't the one that everybody's excited for yeah. and that's the one that's being released first okay understandable though i mean they want to get like people out there driving it and stuff well i'm sure those are going to be more like the fleet stuff you know what yeah. i mean the stuff the rental car companies buy and you know what i mean this those those are hopefully the, the family cars yeah those are hopefully the mass sales that supply the money to pay for the engineering for the bigger stuff yeah you know, it's, it sucks as much as we like to, everything to be badass cars. It's the fleet and economy cars that pay for the engineering that we need for our fun cars. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Maybe uh, SEMA next year will be a very Bronco-packed off-road one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's what I had for the Bronco today. Okay. So what um, do we got next then? Uh, next is a little bit more of a rumor than anything. Rumor? What do you mean by rumor? It's a rumor. It's the 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 new 2022 Civic type of rumor. <laughs> 22? Yeah, 2022. The hell? They're already thinking that far? Well, yeah, dude. It does take a couple know, years know, for production, but... but like, I guess... I don't know. I don't know. So, according to a uh, a little magazine out in Japan... They ha- won't release their source, but they're saying that it's rumored that the redesign coming for 2022 mm-hmm. is going to get trickle-down technology from the NSX. The new one or the old one? The new one. Okay. The new one. So, obviously, we're in 2020. Next year, they're going to do that limited edition Type R that's coming out. The mustard yellow? Yes. Phoenix yellow. <laughs> <laughs> but... um. So 2022, they're planning for the redesign. There's already been some, you know, spy shots of the car being tested around and they're trying to take pictures of how the body lines look. Yeah. But this is the first rumor of the powertrain. So this rumor is saying that supposedly the new uh, redesign for the Type R is going to come out with 395 horsepower. Damn. Now, the Type R has been proving itself track after track after track both by professionals and honestly even on the amateur scale because I'm not that good of a driver, but I surprise people. (laughs) (laughs) So the Type R has been an amazing car. It's been proving itself everywhere. Okay. Now the rumor's coming out that they're going to actually start making some power because they've been doing this with being very underpowered. In comparisons, I guess. Well, what are they doing right now? They're doing 306 horsepower. Okay. 
which is great for a Civic, but when you kind of have some Titans up like the Focus RS, which, you know, for me personally, that was like my big juggling decision was to go Focus RS or to go with the Type R. Yeah. I ultimately chose the Type R because it seemed that it was more, it was going to be the more precise track car. Yeah. And... Sometimes I wondered if whether or not I made the right decision because... No, especially the fact that they didn't allow you to test drive the Type R. Yes, at the time when I bought it, I was not allowed to test drive it. So at that point, it was like a test of faith to see if you actually wanted it or not. And honestly, even if I test drove it, you really don't get much of an experience of driving the car until you're on the track. No, that is true. So even if I test drove it, I would have just felt like a normal Civic. And who knows, maybe I wouldn't have bought it because... The Focus RS had a buttload more power, and it felt, you know, stiff, like it wanted to be a track car, you know? It was uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, who knows if they would have let me test drive it. Maybe I would have went for the Focus RS and never would have known how great the Type R actually was. Yeah. But anyways, now they're pushing out some power, and they're going to do it via some technology from the NSX, like I mentioned before. Hybrid electric motors in the rear. In the rear? In the axle. The rear axle is going to go electric. Oh, shit. Yes. So it'll essentially kind of make it an electric clutch all-wheel drive. Okay. And that's where they're going to come up with the extra power and actually going to have full torque vectoring. Oh. So this is going to be really interesting. If they can keep weight down on that car, have full torque vectoring with almost 400 horsepower... That might just come back and start shattering all the records <laughs> again that the Type R already set. Shit. Are you going to trade in your Type R for that or what? No. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I do enjoy it and I would love to get another new one, I don't think I want to do another new car anymore. I want to kind of start and keep building my old stuff. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this is the rumor going around right now, and uh, if it starts trickling down some technology, that's going to start heating up this whole hot hatch battle again. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we got Hyundai coming in really hot with the N, and they actually did really well for, for the price, really. Yeah. Um, I, The GTI is due for another redesign, so that'll be a nice, interesting one to see, too. It's really sad to see that the Focus RS is gone, but... I mean, under the STI, maybe, you know, not necessarily a hot hatch, but it's kind of within that echelon. How long did the, what was it? The RS? Yeah, the RS. Like, how long did it take? Um, I believe it was three years or four years. Three years, four years. Damn. Yeah. They really, they really killed it off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's done, unfortunately. But, I mean, if you have one now, I guess supposedly that's kind of a good thing. It's kind of like a really rare car now. True, true. And, you know, like I said, I'm pretty sure if I would have got the RS, I still would have been happy anyways, because that is an amazing car. (laughs) But yeah, that's the uh, Type R rumor going on right now. So I've been kind of trying to keep my ear to the ground to see if anybody debunks it or gets any more information. Yeah. And uh, hopefully we do get some more information. And I think this would be a great confirmation because, oh, yeah, I think 400 horsepower in this car would be really nice. Yeah, definitely. Who knows, maybe I can do, maybe not buy a new one, but maybe I can just do a a rear axle conversion. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, build it. <laughs> touche, touche. All right, well, 
I kind of had a little uh, idea for our episodes every week. Okay. So we're living in a fucking twilight zone right now. (laughs) (laughs) 2020 for the win, honestly. Oh, man. So 2020 has just been freaking insane. And I know like every week we sit down and we record and we try to keep it topical on cars and anime. But there's always so much craziness going on. Like we end up do talking off the mic about a bunch of crazy stuff going on. Yeah. So I suggested that we do some 2020 stories of the week. So we'll each kind of bring a story in and talk about, yeah, we know we're in 2020 because of this crazy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked you to pull a story and uh, we'll start with you. What's your uh, crazy 2020 story? I, I want to say I feel bad for the guy, but I don't know where to go with it. But we all know Kanye West is having his issues. Oh, this is what you chose. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, I don't know if I want to feel bad for him, honestly. I mean, I grew up listening to his music and stuff. I mean, we kind of saw him going off the deep end a couple years ago already. Yeah, we did. All I... Uh, go ahead, just... So, now with Kanye West having his first rally for his presidential campaign... And now that he's actually officially on the ballot for the Oklahoma ballot, (laughs) in his rally, he kind of exploded towards where people were not happy with the stuff he was saying. Yes. He was wearing a tactical vest. A tactical, yes. It was labeled security. And ranting about how Harriet Tubman did not free slaves. She just basically transferred them to other white owners and have them work for other white owners, basically. And then there was some other videos. I guess he was throwing, having a bipolar um, panic attack or something. I don't know. On Twitter, he was just like saying so much random shit that people were not understanding what he was saying. Oh, man. He's losing it. He's really losing it. And I guess he was mentioning about like being locked up in a, with a doctor because of his wife and stuff. So like his wife called like a mental hospital or something on I, him? Or? I, I, that's what I'm thinking, honestly. Oh, man. And, yeah, it's kind of heavy-hitting, honestly. Yeah, no, I almost feel bad laughing about it, to be honest. Although, I mean, all I want out of life is, at the end of this presidential run, whoever wins, I just want Kanye to step on stage and go, hold on, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he did Charlie Swift dirty right there. Oh, that would be amazing. (laughs) And then there was a video that surfaced that him just like bawling and crying and having an outbreak of tears and stuff about saving his daughter's life. I don't know Jeez. what the details about that, honestly. Oh, that's fucking terrible. Yeah. Jeez, way to bring it down, Manny. Hey, man, 2020, <laughs> dude. What do you expect? <laughs> what do you got? All right. So mine's going to catch you off guard. It's not regarding anybody that's famous or anything. So unless you caught this article, you probably don't know about it. Okay. So, it's slightly more lighthearted because it's not happening where we live. <laughs> okay. Um, turns out, New York is trash, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? All right. So, COVID-19. Restaurants are shut down. Lots of other businesses are shut down. And about 25% of the sanitation um, employees have been cut from New York City. 
because obviously they don't need as many trash pickups because COVID-19 has everybody not creating trash, right? Yeah. So from the shell, that sounds like a positive. Less trash in the streets, given that it sucks for the workers, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully they're all getting their full benefits on unemployment and everything, you know? Yeah. But an unexpected problem occurred from this. Does now, it have to do with the rats, does it? Oh, it has to do with the rats, buddy. Oh, uh, yes, I heard about this. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so because there's not giant piles of trash all over the place for these rats, they are attacking people eating outdoors. Yes. This is fucking insane. <laughs> you have giant rats walking around uh, New York City. Attacking people because there's no food or trash. Oh, yes. There was a lovely interview I watched of this. I didn't even know there was like rednecks like that out there. And Oh, I mean, I guess maybe the rural areas of New York. Yeah. Most of the population's in the city, but there are, you know, some vacancies, you know. Mm-hmm. And his favorite pastime with his lovely little dog is to go into the city and hunt rats. <laughs> <laughs> He literally stood there with the interview talking about, yeah, and I wish I could remember the dog's name, but he literally stood out there with with his dog going, yeah, we caught about 20 in the last hour. Shit. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. No, it was four hours. Oh, okay. But I was kind of like, who has four hours to go into the city and hunt rats with your dog? Under the city? God. That's oh come on, dude! <laughs> It'd be more funny if it was on like on street level city, not under the city. Well, into the city, I meant. I'm okay, sorry, okay. into the city. Okay, like this is fucking insane. <laughs> we got random hillbillies in the streets of New York hunting rats. We got people in front of cafes outdoors getting attacked by them for food. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? Oh man. So, yeah, this is 2020, bro. (laughs) I don't remember what city, but I think it was New York that they actually have their own police task force to control the rat population. Yes, they have over a million dollars in that budget for. So it is New York. Yes. Okay, just making sure. Yep, absolutely. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing. It. Oh, my gosh. I read that and I was just like, you know where your skin kind of crawls a little bit? Like, (laughs) ugh. Like, man, now I'm kind of happy I live in the sticks. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that, though. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, that's our uh, 2020 stories for the week. Okay, okay. I'm liking it. Hopefully they're not as fucked up all the time and we get some positive ones, but it is 2020. It's always 2020. <laughs> all right, Manny. I just see a note here that says, uh, weebs be mad. Ah, uh, Yes. So we always have those situations and stuff like weaves just get pissed off like when something happens in the industry. Death threats, voice actresses losing their mind. Yeah, so I came up I came upon like an article that said fans are throwing away their merchandise after a person named Nana Mizuki announced her marriage. Okay. So, so, not a congratulations. Not a congratulations. Ah. I guess they're, like, very loyal to her and the work she does. Uh, so, it looks like she does, like, music. She's in the music industry, uh, singer, voice actress. Uh, she did play Hinata from Naruto. Okay. All right. Okay. So, they're, yeah, that's a popular, yeah. popular waifu for them. Yeah. So, she announced 
her new chapter in her life of getting, like announcing her marriage and stuff. And who she's marrying to is also somebody that's in the music industry as well. Okay. So it looks like, like after announcing her 40th birthday and announcing on her blog that she's going to be getting married, you just have these flux of just like people going from like looking up their merchandise that are just fans of her, just throwing away their merchandise that has anything to do with a relationship with her. Music, CDs, all that other stuff. Jeez, why why do we have to be like that? <laughs> I hope, honestly. I mean, I'll throw a fit and shit when I see shit like in an anime, but for the people that actually create the anime, I mean, they create it like it, it's a job. I know it's a job. If <laughs> she's getting married, this is supposed to be the happy time. Yeah. So who she getting married to is by is like a. I guess he's popular in movies and anime. He's also voice actor Kenjiro Suda. Uh, that he was already married with two kids already. And I guess he's married with her now. Okay. So that's who she's getting married with. Scandalous, or, isn't it? Or <laughs> already is married at this point. I think that's what it looks like. Uh, it looks like he's done voice. He did voice. Uh, did you watch Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes. Okay, so it looks like he voiced. Dubbed. Oh, so you didn't watch. You didn't hear the sub then. No. Okay, so Seto Kaiba, that he was the voice actor for Seto Kaiba. Okay. Uh, overhaul in the, one of the latest seasons for My Hero Academia. He also voiced him as well. And Joker from Fire Force. Okay. Are the uh, fans of him throwing away merchandise? No, they don't care about male, <laughs> male voice actors. It's the female voice actors that they care and cherish and love I'm and just, have shrines of Well, up. there's the female weebs that have their husbandos. That's husbandos. They're more sensible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, fucking weebs! All I right, know. it's 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 getting really interesting, honestly. I mean, if they keep this up, we might have to do a weekly segment segment of uh, <laughs> weebs be mad. <laughs> it might have to be like that, honestly. Oh geez, that's funny. Yeah, but that's pretty much it. It's going on right now. <laughs> all right. Well, that's unfortunate. I kind of hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, um. The other thing we wanted to do was our Instagram story questions. So uh, this week, Manny asked, what was an anime that made you cry, right? Yes. And we found out, you guys are emotional. We got so many responses to this one. (laughs) Hey, man, the weaves are always getting scared or like sad and everything. So yeah, we got a lot, a lot of them. So we're going to run through a couple of them real quick here. Yeah, so one definitely heavy hitter, Clan Ed. Yes, I totally agree with that one. That was sent in by listener. That was by sent in by listener. Jack got... Oh, damn. I hate, sometimes hated these weird names. Jack got Eden. <laughs> All right. Yes, but I do agree with that one. That Clan, one. First season isn't really where the waterworks come into play, honestly. To me, that's more of like the comedy, like set the stone, stone yeah, for the relationship. Yeah, that was kind of lighthearted. It was more like, a, like to set up the romantic part for season two which is after story okay and that's where the heavy hitter comes into play with the waterworks and stuff yeah uh another one is our buddy sparky mm-hmm. talks about hinamatsuri when that it was ends a sad one he just said that it ends oh i mean he he wants to say hina is best girl but she's, honestly she's just, she, she's just trash oh got it got it anzu is best girl because she's best daughter he lost me. Just keep going. <laughs> uh, we got Bib, uh, Triple Five, Grave of the Fireflies. I have not seen the end of the movie, 
Uh-huh. I've heard so many good things about it, so I probably plan to watch it soon. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen that one either, but sounds like that'll be one me and the wife can go and watch. Cyron underscore eight six. He said One Piece when Ace died, which is Luffy's brother. Okay. Definitely that that scene got me really hard in the tears. Cause, All right. Because everybody liked Ace, especially, and just seeing like Luffy go mad at just seeing him get being killed in front of his eyes and shit. Yeah. You're lying, April. Ugh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Number one, honestly, in the level amount of feels and sadness and depression. It's because it keeps going. Exactly. It's not like, oh, there was this one scene or this one part. It's like, it's the it whole. It keeps fucking going. And then when and it, it just ends, gets worse. Yeah. And then when it ends, it's kind of like, she dies. Fuck. And then she finally expresses her love but after she dies. Yeah. It was, that was fucked up. Yeah. And to all you listeners, if you're interested, join me. Watch your line April each year on April, one episode each day. And what we can do is next April, we'll do a weekly update to how depressed Manny is. <laughs> yeah, if, if I'm that depressed, I probably won't come. <laughs> no Game, No Life, Zero, the movie. Zero, the movie. We watched that one, right? Yes, we yes, went to go we see did. it in yes, theaters. Honestly, the whole plot with Shuvi. And her love, I can't remember the name, honestly. I have to rewatch the movie, but my buddy Tommy has the movie, so I have to get it back from him. Yeah. But the movie was really, really good, honestly. It was such an amazing, phenomenal movie. Animation, the storyline, and how it's all started before to the current season or the current setting of yeah. No Game, No Life. Oh, yeah. No, dude, I agree. It was really, really great. And the, the it, romantic uh, the romantic parts about it and how like they sacrificed, the, sacrificed themselves for this. Yes uh ruby was also mentioned okay i you know i've watched that one a few times kind of sporadically and then mm-hmm. i kind of fall off and watch something else yeah although uh ruby has one of the most fire fucking soundtracks they does like honestly like, their their soundtrack is just like just straight fire honestly oh dude their soundtrack is fucking epic dude the first time i heard it i was like it's, okay this is fucking dope it's one of those shows that like you don't actually skip the intro Yes, yes, absolutely, dude. Definitely. I wouldn't say it's depressing or sad. There has been many moments where, yeah, it's it's gotten, like, tearful, maybe. Probably the most impactful was you know, when Pirna died. Uh, I think it was, like, maybe volume two or three, maybe. Or I don't remember. Uh-huh. It's been a while. Yeah. And top, top, top favorite anime film. And more depressing to me than Your Lion April, A Ooh. Silent Voice. I have not seen that one. I have the movie. I'll let you borrow it. Okay, sounds good. So I probably won't say much, so you can get an idea. So yeah, don't don't spoil it too much for me. But that yeah. one's in there. Yeah, you're saying worse than your Lion April. In my opinion. Okay, All it's right. an anime film, so it's literally. I've read the manga before. They 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 announced that it was going to have a movie. Yeah, and the manga was just honestly, I cried so much in the manga just reading it too. So just getting a chance to see it like a film adaptation just brought the tears more into life because like I'm seeing it now in real time. The scenes, the the emotion and everything. Yeah. And they literally, it was 60 chapters and they actually managed to put all 60 chapters into into this one anime film. Really? And they didn't seem like they rushed through it? There were some there were some parts that they rushed into it, um, but it wasn't really that important. So okay, it definitely kept a good pace. 
All right, yeah. Well, let me borrow it. I'll check it out. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another one we got would be... Oh, so we got another Grave of the Fireflies. Ooh, yes. Erased. Oh, yeah. The part that killed me the most was the breakfast scene when she finally sees this warm, big plate of just breakfast and then you just hear her eyes just blinking, her having flashbacks of her breakfast at her home. You see the cup noodles. Yep. Blinks. You see the toast. Just just toast. Blinks. You just see coins on the table. I remember that uh, you sent me that one to watch because we were talking about feels animes. And how fucked up and it was, too. after that scene, I just sent you a text message of a giant middle finger. <laughs> it was literally after that scene. I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> it got you, right? It got me. It got that you. was really, yeah. But like how fucked up that anime is, too, huh? Yes. And the plot twist at the end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Kimi no Nawa, which is also your name. Okay, yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, it was a good. It was a good anime film. I don't know if that one hit me with like anything that wanted to cry like sad that bad, but friend, it was really good. A friend pointed out to me, and I wholeheartedly agree with it. Your name was basically four AMVs altogether. If you don't know what AMV is, it's an anime Maybe music video. Huh. So, like, if you go on YouTube, you look up, like, One Piece AMV, yeah. you'll just get, like, a Linkin Park song, and they'll just cut out scenes yeah, yeah, and jump yeah. up together. It felt like that. Like, one big AMV. Really? Maybe I'll have to rewatch it. Just yeah, rewatch it. Kind of get that reference. You know? and, and let me know what you think. Okay, okay. And our last entry we got was Angel Beats. Ain't, that's another one where, like, I started watching it. And then I end up getting distracted by another anime. <laughs> we all get those moments, honestly. But Angel Beats was definitely a hard hitter as well. Yeah. Uh, when the I, I'm gonna say the main character, his name is Otanashi. Uh huh. I think I've had other people tell me, no, the main character is this person. No, the other main character is this person. For me, it's Otanashi wholeheartedly. Uh, but his backstory into the anime series is the saddest for me, honestly. Oh shit. So uh, you probably don't know it because they showed it later in the anime. So you'll probably have to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's one I kind of started here, then I got distracted, and I was like, "Oh wait, this one was this. It was pretty good. It's just mm -hmm. I kept getting distracted, and yeah. then you know gets backed up, and I don't yeah. go back to it." <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what we have right now. All right. Well, let me ask you something. Yes. Is there any anime you can think of that didn't get mentioned by the listeners so far? It didn't get mentioned. Yes. Huh. Putting your knowledge to the test a little bit here, Manny. Knowledge to the test. I mean, there's there's been many animes that like made me like break a tear, but like in hype, not for sadness. Okay. Like you get like so emotional, so hyped, you just start like you start getting that cold sweat, you start like getting the tears in your eyes, like after like when you feel like you yawn, you get your wise yeah, water. Yeah. Like for me, that's how I get hyped. Like I just like my whole body just gets hyped when I watch and stuff like that, honestly. Okay. Um, I'm really drawn it blank because we just named so many good ones right now, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw one out for you. Okay. And I don't know if you've probably already seen it because most of the time when I talk about stuff, you've already seen it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Plastic Memories. I have not seen it. Okay. You're going to have to check that one out. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> it for you. Listeners, if you guys haven't seen that one, that one might hit you in the feels a little bit. Plastic Memories. Okay, okay. It's pretty good. I watched it, and I ended up binging the whole thing when I started watching it. Interesting concept. Okay. I'll Very interesting I'll, concept. I'll have to check it out then. 
All right. I mean, I see it here and there. I've seen memes. I've seen people talk about it, but I've never got to actually get the chance to actually watch it. Okay. Watch it. Okay. I, I think the, the concept that they kind of have behind it is really interesting, and it does kind of hit you in the feels mm-hmm. a little bit when you kind of put yourself in that psychological mindset. Ooh. You just remind... Okay. Now I have one. Oh, now you got... All right, all right. It's a it's an it's a anime film, not an anime series. Okay. The Don Machi movie. We went to go watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. When Bell had to make the hard choice to kill Artemis. Yes, I remember that. Because when you think about it through the anime film, when it how much it progressed, it became to Artemis actually became his actual first true love. Absolutely, it did. And the fact that he had to make the choice of either continue her to be tortured by this evil deity that's controlling her or kill her. Yes. Which Hestia was against because she didn't want him to fall in love. Yeah. Although I do remember thinking that there, I don't know, I think I remember leaving like there's a way he could have like pierced through that without killing her. No, it was legit. He had to kill her. It was possessing her body and using her powers to about to kill the world. Nah. So if he didn't do that, the whole world would have died from that super attack they showed in the movie. Yeah. But yeah, I, not so much the whole movie, but yeah, that scene did hit pretty hard. Yeah, it did. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that closes up our little uh, Instagram story segment. I kind of like these. I think we'll keep them going. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll think of a good question for next week and... uh keep sending us those questions and we'll we'll keep putting them up on here yeah definitely uh so next up uh we're gonna do a little bit of uh, updates on the personal builds nice manny what do you got going uh i mean basically i finally acquired a trunk so i'm basically about to be ready to do the install on that dual soul design spoiler for the mustang yes finally it took me forever i mean just to be able to find a decent good looking well they're all going to be decent, but like in good condition, trunk uh, lid, but one without a spoiler already on on it, basically. Majority of, all this, majority of all the trunks I found, they already had spoilers, so that means they were already bolted on. And I'm trying to look for one that's like completely free of holes and bolts so I can do it fresh. Got it. Um, I mean, you showed me a few, but like the shipping charge was... Yeah, yeah. And I didn't see that before. I just knew that they always parted out a bunch of stuff yeah, yeah i mean the, the price was charge. good but once i saw the shipping prices and everything it was discouraging oh yeah definitely so i finally found one got met with him just recently sunday actually just this this, this on past sunday okay uh it came off of an ecoboost mustang which is pretty much gonna be the same fitment regardless yes um it's orange though okay so now that i know that our sponsor scott and ron and them share a shop with six element design where they do wrap jobs as well uh once they can help me install this uh do whole design wing on it um just basically wrap it as well to match the color for white okay cool yep awesome dude well it sounds like they're gonna hook you up and get that thing going yeah and also personal update uh after i sold the truck to my dad even though he loved it so much he finally decided to sell it all right Definitely got to be for a truck, though, 2,500 2, Ram. Oof, nice. <laughs> so he upgraded. He upgraded. Yeah, he upgraded 4x4 four four as well. There you go. I mean, that's the only reason you'd want to give up something that you love that much. Upgrade. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss the Ram, though. I mean, technically, it the new one's a Ram, right? It's a Ram, yeah. But I just had so much on that Ram 1500, though. 
It will live on in uh, pictures, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> At its peak with all the stickers and stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Definitely. All right. Well, sounds like he's got a fun upgrade. Yeah. All right. Well, you heard it. If anyone wants to pick up the uh, the old silver iconic weeb truck, <laughs> <laughs> hit, up, hit up the Instagram and Manny will get, get back to you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, good. Big shout out to uh, Element 6 then too for helping you out to uh finish up that right yeah they're gonna be helping you do that yeah i talked to scott so he's ta- he's working with them to see how they're gonna go about it with the process either first install or first wrap okay yeah so you guys can schedule a day and get it done yeah pretty much awesome dude great well uh as far as my stuff's kind of going i ran into something very interesting so the gr40 setup that i purchased Mm -hmm. for the race car the cobra yeah yes um it turns out it is not a gr40 setup (laughs) what do you mean so both uh myself and the seller assume or i guess in a sense you could say we assumed it was a gr40 setup um the rear is a gr40 panhard torque arm setup okay the front however is actually something different altogether when i contacted griggs racing who makes the gr40 setup and um i was asking him for fresh mountings and you know pieces for the front suspension Mm -hmm. and the rear suspension honestly so that i can kind of get the stuff refreshed and ready to go for the for the build yeah um he told me that uh because I, I was or, well, the way I was ordering it, I told him that what I needed and what parts I needed. And he's like, well, that doesn't sound correct because their system, I guess, is designed a little different. So he asked me to send him pictures. I sent him pictures and he's like, that's I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and shit. I'm like, I you know, I got a little bit panicked. You know, I kind of got like, oh, fuck, this guy sh- sold me some knockoff shit. I don't know what the fuck this is. And. It, it was a little bit disheartening, and I got a little bit, like, mad. Yeah. Um. However, luckily, the guys over at Griggs, they've been in the industry for a very long time. So he's like, well, hold on. You know, I don't know what the hell this is, but give me a second. I'm pretty sure I can figure it out. Okay. He's like, send me some more pictures, some detailed pictures of it, because it is an SLA setup, short, long arm setup. Yeah. You know, so it's similar to what their short long arm setup is, but obviously it's designed differently. Mm -hmm. So by the time I sent him a picture of the upper tower attachment, basically, because this isn't going to use a caster camber plate, it's we're actually going to have to cut the strut tower and mount up its own bar, which allows for its own um, camber adjustment on the ground. Oh, really? It's a pretty cool setup, honestly. Uh, when I sent him the picture of that, he's like, oh, like, you know, he sent it back. He's like, uh, I know what this is. It's a Context um, Ultimate Sport Suspension, which apparently was a competitor of Griggs um, in the early 2000s, late 90s. Huh. Yeah. And apparently the guy who designed it, his name is Corey Shaw. The original name of this suspension setup was the... Um, IPS. IPS, okay. Idaho Potato System. <laughs> is that really what it is? That was really the original name. <laughs> oh. 
So this guy Corey Shaw was an engineer and he designed this system originally. Okay. Um apparently he was a bad businessman. Um there was a lot of people ordering product and not getting it or not getting it on time. But was just, the product good though? So Griggs told me it was garbage. <laughs> Obviously they want me to buy a whole new setup from them. Okay. For all I know, they're right. I don't, you know, at that point, I didn't really know. So I took to Facebook groups where we have groups for the 79 to 04 Mustang chassis that road races. Mm -hmm. And I posted it on there. I posted some pictures and I said, hey, you know, I found it um, after Griggs told me what setup it was. I did some searching online and I found it on an old Mustang forum. And it was an article write up praising the system and talking about the installation and how the system works. I wish I kind of had the rear design because the rear design looked fucking amazing. <laughs> it was an actual parallel Watts setup, which is awesome. It wasn't even a Panhard torque arm setup. Yeah. It was completely different, and it looked wild. <laughs> <laughs> but um, So I posted it on the forum. Um, I did get in contact with one person like prior to this, that um, Bib555, Jaime, he... Uh, actually connected me with he was the western national champion for the american iron series for nasa okay and i talked to him a little bit about the suspension and i sent him some pictures and his reply was literally i thought i've seen it all <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a lot of people who didn't really know about this yeah obviously i didn't you know i've been in in this game for the mustang things forever you know mm-hmm and um, I posted it on the forum, and man, did that freak it, or on the, I'm sorry, the Facebook group, and man, did the comments get lit. <laughs> <laughs> there was some old timers going in there like, oh, I remember this, and I even found somebody who actually still uses the setup. Okay. And um, a bunch of other people who were just like, I've never even seen this before in my life, you know? So it, from what I've heard... What I found reviews on now that I, you know, once I actually knew the actual name of this front suspension setup, it had nothing but positive reviews. The only thing I ever found um, negative was a couple parts that broke due to bad welding. Okay. And they were replaced. Other than that, the negative was that they just weren't getting their stuff when they ordered it. <laughs> so it's just bad logistics, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know if it was logistics or the manufacturing, but people weren't getting what they paid for. Okay. And that's what kind of killed the company. Um, So I got kind of put in the position now to where do I want to continue with this suspension build on my car? There are a lot of cons. <laughs> One con being, obviously, that if I break something, there is no replacement. Yeah, it's pretty much just discontinued at this point. Yeah, yeah, there's no replacement at this point. So that's one con, obviously. And it's pretty much un like a really just an unknown setup for you. Well, I mean, so is the Griggs. But yeah. that kind of does play into the second con. The second con is support. Okay. If I went with the Griggs setup or if I went with a Maximum Motorsport setup, both are big name companies in road racing for that chassis. And there's support behind there. There's support for replacing parts. There's support for spring rates. Um, you know what I mean? Struts, 
uh, strut tights for the coilovers, everything. Like, you know, I have support. I have a community who uses the same suspension I can ask. With this suspension, I'll kind of be on my own. Pretty much. I mean, the, the company is no longer in business, you said. Yeah, so I'm going to be kind of on my own, and I'm going to have to kind of learn the spring rates on my own and tune the suspension on my own, and you mm-hmm. know what I mean? If something were to break, um, depending on what it is, luckily I, I can fabricate half half as decently. I can probably repair most things. Um, it does use the stock spindle for the lower arm. Okay. Um, Mustangs of that year do not come with a traditional coilover style front suspension uh mustangs for that year uses a spring perch and separate strut because they're fucking trucks <laughs> oh shit so um this converts it obviously to a short long arm the lower does use the stock spindle which is good easy um it looks like it uses the stock ball joint good easy everything else the sway bar mounts the K member is going to take a little bit of adjustment, which I already knew I had to do. But yeah. that's, again, that's welding and I can do that. Um, the only, like everything else looks pretty out of the box. Easy to replace if it breaks for the most part. Mm-hmm. Except for obviously the main component, you know? Yeah. But uh, the only part that it seems that I might have to come down, um, hunt down is kind of that ball joint for the upper short arm. Okay. Obviously, the Mustang doesn't have a short long arm system. So... I'm thinking about plopping that off and seeing if I can find that same size. Basically put together a a list of parts myself of what I need to refresh the suspension. Yeah. Because the goal of the race car is to build it on the budget. In 10 years. God damn it, man. (laughs) (laughs) So the goal of this is to build it on a budget. That's why I was able to find, when I find found this suspension for a great price, I'm like, all right, I'm going to jump on it and save myself a shit ton of money. Yeah. Now, that's why I'm just kind of questioning, do I want to go through learning this on my own? Or do I just say, you know what, let me flip this back out, sell it to somebody else, and go for something that everybody else has, and have that support behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does have to come down to that, honestly. Think so? The support, honestly. Yeah. In my opinion, yes. Because, obviously, I'm still kind of a noob to the driving thing, or, you know, the high-performance driving side, and learning all of the, the suspension tuning on my own is going to be kind of a nightmare. Yeah. So, it, it really does have me double-thinking it. So, I mean, given, at the same time, there's online support, but I was never going to have in-person support because, unfortunately, that side of the racing series, for at least as far as NASA goes, is dead. Mm, okay. <laughs> but, um, so that's kind of an update on there. Um, honestly, I am still debating on whether I want to put it in or not. I haven't fully decided not to put it in. Okay. So, I don't know. I'm just not sure right now. Eh. I mean, once you just make up your mind, you know what to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm still kind of going around and hunting and gathering um, for the rear. The rear is good. All I need is just a couple more brackets. I got to order from Griggs because those are welded to the chassis. Okay. Um, I have my full-length subframe connectors ready to go, so I can probably start putting that on already and um, start deciding what I want to do with that front suspension. For sure, for sure. So it's... 
we'll see what happens. I mean, ultimately, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to compete with this car because I want to compete through NASA. I love yeah. the program. But, you know, American Iron is dead. The Camaro Mustang Challenge is dead for road racing out here in California. Yeah. So I knew that I, going into it, it was going to be a just HPD and time attack probably or super touring car. Mm-hmm. So I knew it wasn't going to be competitive in those, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> we got so much new tech nowadays, you know, I'm pretty sure a 370 is going to plop in there and slap me around, you know. <laughs> or Miata. That too, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still wanted to learn in that car just because that chassis to me is kind of like my nostalgic yeah. roots for oh, me, yeah, you definitely. know? So if I wasn't going to compete, does it matter if I don't really have full support to get full suspension tuning help, you know? That's kind of where I'm at right now. We'll see. So I'm going to continue kind of doing some research, and if I can get to a point where I feel comfortable that if I break something or I'm able to refresh all the parts on it that I need, I might still go ahead with the install. And I just might be that little diamond in the rough that, Literally nobody else has this setup. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of the weird update that's semi disappointing for me. <laughs> eh, I mean you'll you'll learn more. You'll learn more. Yeah, it just might be the you know thrown into the firing pan and just learn learn on the fly now. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my update right now, and we'll see where it goes from there. Definitely, definitely. But uh, with that, let's uh, cut this episode. We ran a little bit long today. Yeah. So, Manny, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah, you can definitely find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at UnacceptedPod. And we do have a website, UnacceptedPod.com. And be sure to like, subscribe, follow, give us a review, send us a death threat, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, anywhere you're listening to your podcast, like, review, comment, all that stuff helps the show. And uh, unaccepted revs. You guys want to do an unaccepted rev? I haven't posted any because nobody's been sending me any. Uh, but if you guys have any of that, you can always email us at unacceptedpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee. And that's it. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs>